Thursday, January 5th, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 today. This is going to be a little bit difficult, Dad, for both of us. Yeah. Maybe more so for you. Yep. I don't know. Because it's a long it's a long chapter to read through, and we're going to want to make comments on everything. Oh, and I know. You've studied this. This is why I say you, because you've studied this so, so many times. Yeah. You've got a lot of things to it's say. It's my favorite uh, reading, Matthew yep. 5, 6, and 7. As a 17-year-old kid, this was so life-changing to me. When I first started reading the Bible, I, I read this, this sermon and I just couldn't get away from it. It was so meaningful to me. Yeah. So there's a lot of comments that we could be making on on this text. Just know that we're going to be leaving a lot left unsaid. This is one of those chapters that's really good to go back and reread on your own and to just meditate on a lot of these verses. Yeah. But let's jump in right away. Okay. Matthew I'll 5. Read. I'll read. Okay. Matthew 5, 1. One day, just in chapter 4, was talking about how the crowds were gathering to Jesus. So one day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realizes their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God, that fits, by the way, with his message. I know it's only one verse, so maybe I'm not. Well, so now, I thought you were joking <laughs> but, at first because you said one word, <laughs> or and one then verse. you stopped. And, yeah. No, one word, and verse one, yeah. you stopped, and you're like, oh, this is the scene, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it does fit because poor in spirit, he's saying repent, and that's really what repentance is, is becoming poor in spirit. Verse four, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. That was a Rush song back when I was in high school. Love that. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Anyway, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were, per- prophets were persecuted in the same way. You know, I love that, Dad, because we just got back from, from Africa and yeah. we were with pa- pastors who were persecuted. And yeah. it's so humbling to be with them just knowing they have a target on their heads. I love reading this text, though, that God blesses them. I was thinking of the exact same thing. The yeah. faces of these church planters were, man. Uh, anyway, let's get on. Verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. This area, by the way, this that right there um, was a center of salt mining because we know the Dead Sea is just full of salt. That whole area was a center for salt mining. You were very familiar with salt and the value of salt, but he was saying it has to be salty. It has to be real salt, not gypsum, which sometimes mixes in with the salt. Verse 14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We were just at the city that Jesus probably pointed at yep. that was visible from all over that part It was called of the city Galilee. on the hill. Called the city on the hill. He probably pointed to it when he said that. Probably. Yep. And that's who we are supposed to be. 
the people of God who cannot be missed because of the lives that we're yep. living In dark him. schools and dark offices. Instead of complaining about it, we're supposed to be lights. Yeah, that's so good. All right, uh, verse 17. Don't misunderstand why I've come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until his purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Again, just underscores the importance and how important God's word is. I'll do one more verse and then I'll let you take over, Junior. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And none of us can achieve that kind of righteousness. That's why we need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Verse 21, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. If you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. That's, a, that's an interesting idea right there. Yeah. It's like before we go into worship, before we lift our hands in worship, let's, let's make sure that we've made our... So there's some times where you know, I'll go out to preach, and if I've left the house a little bit upset with Nicole, I'll call Nicole and be like, I'm, I'm about to go preach. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, you got According to what Jesus dad, says right here. Yep. And, and the thing is, what it tells me, though, is that our relationship with people cannot be divorced from our relationship with God. Yeah. There are some Christians who want to view themselves as being just pious, holy Christians who are just mean, mean-spirited and nasty to other people. And it's just not the case. If, if you don't have the right relationships with other people, and you can't control how people are with you, but you can control how you are with them. If you're not right with other people, you're not right with God. Yeah. Verse 25, when you are on your way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge you, you will, you will hand, who will hand you over to an officer and you'll be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. Just do your best to get along with people, he's saying. Verse 27, you have heard the commandment that it says you must not commit adultery, but I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away, it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Man, it really speaks a lot regarding lust, and I think to our generation where porn is such a huge problem, mm -hmm. it helps us to understand how seriously that God looks at the way we view others and objectify yeah. Women, for men anyway, right. and it, it's a problem with women as well, yeah. but objectifying people or even relationships for the sake of just our own pleasure. And obviously he's speaking God. in hyperbole here. We, we've yes. had church fathers in history who've mm -hmm. actually cut parts of their body yes. off because of this verse. Yeah. What he's really getting at is radical amputation. Like if you have a porn issue, then do everything you can to get the right accountability. It might even be shutting off the internet. Radical amputation of what causes you to sin. Verse 31. You have heard it. The law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce, but I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. 
Verse 33, you've you've also heard that our ancestors were told you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make make any vows. Do not say by heaven because heaven is God's throne. Do not say by earth because earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not say by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. And you know your reputation, if you simply talk softly but follow through on your word, matters so much more than whatever emphasis you can use by adding curse words or you know, adding degrading words into that, that conversation. Yep. Verse 38, you have heard the law that says that punishment must match the inquiry, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's injury. What did I say? You said inquiry. Did I say inquiry? Yeah. Injury. Was... An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek as well. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Get the, get the focus off of self and onto loving others. You've heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate hate your enemy, but I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even the pagans do that. But you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow, that is so awesome. We are to be different from the rest of the world. Even the rest of the world does nice things in order to get good things for themselves, but we are to be different. We do the right thing in order to honor God. And to be there to hear that sermon would have been incredible. Oh, man. Well, on the docket, yes, Proverbs 5, we're not going to read that through, but I do want to point out, you know, the the whole chapter talks about the avoid the immoral woman. It doesn't just mean woman, though. This This is... not necessarily gender specific in the sense of, well, he was speaking to young men in the in the palace. Yep, Solomon right. was speaking to young men, but so, it can apply to it, yeah. Women. So this would apply to women that avoid avoid the immoral man. So just avoid immoral people yep. in general. But I but love that some juicy stuff uh, as he gives the alternative <laughs> instead. So we'll let them yeah. look at that. There's themselves, a couple right? verses that I won't point out, but you can read that on your own. <laughs> yeah, verse twenty three is the last verse in, in the chapter, though, and I, I love it. It starts out with he will die for lack of self-control. It's lack of self-control that brings us down. Yeah. And I I love that. I I love, and it kind of coincides with what Jesus was talking about in the chapter before. He says that God blesses those who are pure in heart for they shall see God. Purity leads to clarity. Mm. Have self-control because that purity of self-control leads to clarity. You can see the work of God better, which is what you want to see today. Yeah. Hey, we're so glad you joined us today. This is Between the Lines uh, with Scott and Junior, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.